Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. It's time for Caveman Corner, presented by Midland Engineering Company on Michiana's Sports Leader, 96.1 FM, WSBT. We're talking all things Mishawaka Caveman Athletics. And now, the hosts of Caveman Corner, Sean Styers and Dean Huppert. Welcome to Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill. Glad to have you with us once again as we start another edition of Caveman Corner. we got a full house as always, a lot of guests we're going to talk to tonight. We've got uh, Ross Perry from the coaching staff of the Mishawaka Cavemen football team. We've got Matt Rendell from the Mishawaka Network. If you watch any of the content online, then uh, you're aware of uh, Mr. Rendell's work. Of course, the Cavemen football team coming off a 35-28 to victory over Riley Friday night to move on to the sectional championship game. They will host... The St. Joseph Indians this Friday night, 7 o'clock at Steel Stadium. You'll hear it here on WSBT. And also, of course, the Mishawaka Network will have the live streaming video. Yeah, and as you were saying that, I was thinking, gosh, that was a lot of fun on Friday. But now I start to think back, and you guys made us really nervous. That was a (laughs) tough game. Riley brought everything they had to that game and really put the pressure on and came down to the final minutes. But that's nothing new to this team, right? Jay, you've got the uh, the microphone. You look really excited to be uh, holding that microphone, by the yeah. way, right now. Yeah. So, so what, what about that game? I mean, Riley, I think the thing that impressed me the most about him is, you know, you guys had a lead, but they didn't want to go away. They, they were out there playing until the end. Yeah, they were pretty athletic. We didn't, I guess we just didn't expect the athleticism that they had. They came out and, you know, they hit us in the mouth a few times, and, you know, we really didn't expect that from, you know, a South Bend team. But as, as things go on, we started to get our teeth, you know, fight back, and they, they held with us till the very end. Well, you know, you start seeing Jarvis Edison, the head coach of Riley, and he's just building that program, getting yeah. a little better each week. And I was looking at some of their scores, and they had put up 40 points, I think, four out of the last six weeks. So you guys knew they were going to be good, but I think a lot of people on the outside were kind of wondering. But just talk about just the, the, the feeling in the locker room. I know there must have been a sense of relief, but at the same time, what did Coach Kinder tell you guys? Because it could have gone either way in the locker room. He could have been upset and said, you know, I can't believe, you know, we didn't just come out fired up earlier in the game or he could have he could have been a little different what was it like in the locker room? Uh, it was a tough uh, win because we had to fight so hard and um, overall we just need to work better as units get better this week and that was mainly his message after the game and we just need to prepare better and get after it this week for St. Joe. That's one of the defensive linemen, Ryan Watt, with the microphone right now. So, Dean already told you what question I was going to ask. So, before we go any further, you have to tell us something about Jay Koseski. Uh Jay, he's been a real key part of the defense this year. He's a great senior leader, and he helps us get some stuff done on defense. Jay, take the microphone, and now you get to, to return the favor and tell us something about Ryan Watt. Ryan Watt, you might not know, he's 
Doesn't look like it, but he's a dog on the field. <laughs> you, you might not see it, but he does tear up that O-line and gets after it. You'll see him fly to the ball Friday night. It, what I love about this team, and Friday night was a great example of it, is very unselfish. And I saw Chris Harness not only breaks the record for single season rushing, but career rushing. But watching the tweets over the weekend of his players yeah. saying, congratulations, boy, one of the hardest workers. Jay, talk about that. Just, first of all, the team being unselfish, but you guys were really proud of Chris, and it just doesn't seem like there's egos on this team that if somebody does something well, he was giving credit to the offensive line before he said anything about gaining any yards or scoring touchdowns. Yeah, uh, well, if you've known Chris like I have since, like, eighth grade year, you've known that he's had a rough beginning. He kind of wasn't really known freshman year. Worked it up sophomore year, eventually started fullback his junior year, had a heck of a season, and then his, this senior year has been just the same as last year. Yeah, he only had a couple hundred yards his sophomore year, yeah. so to become the career rushing leader in basically two seasons is, is really impressive. Yep, and he went over 2,000 yards for this season with uh, his 270-some uh, on, yeah. on uh, Friday night, so it's obviously been a good season, but it's also been a good season for the team because now you guys are, are 10 and 1 you won the NIC North and and all that uh, kind of stuff and just a lot of just big win after big win as the season has gone along so so Ryan what maybe is there a, a most memorable moment some standout things for you and just what this team has done so far um it's just good to have such a solid like foundation as a team and as our defensive and offensive units we worked all together during the summer to get better for this season and prepare, be in good shape, get stronger. And our coaches and teammates' help pushing us really helps us move as far as we have today. Well, and you've got a, a new strength and conditioning coach too, Mike uh, Sertian. Did I say his name yeah, right? Got it. Okay, got it. He's he's been with us, but it's been a while since he was here. The I wanted to make, of that's strength. right. I want to make sure. I get, so so just that program. How much has that helped you at he's this point? He's a great guy. He gets. He gets after it in the weight room with us during weights class. He helps us get better, get stronger, rehab. Uh, we started a new thing on the weekends after a hard game. We go in Saturday morning, use the pool, get some rehab in, stretch a little bit in the weight room. Tell me about that pool because it came up last week and I forgot to ask the players uh, about it. it. Like pool jumps and stuff, exactly. Yeah. What do you do uh, and, and how has it maybe kind of helped you guys with your recovery? We go through like our warm-up routine in the pool it gives us that resistance but it's also healthy so we aren't putting too much pressure on the joints and helps us get out the bumps and bruises a little bit and then after that we would go stretch after we warm up a little bit we go stretch with some resistance bands in the new weight room and it it's just a great way to go after a hard game Jay, I know it's been a few weeks, but i got to ask you about South Bend Adams. Uh, you had a play. Uh, there wasn't much time on the clock. The smile got time. big there, by the way. Oh, it's just, and and I, I can remember Sean's call on the radio. I don't know if you heard it, but the excitement of, of first of all, getting the pick. Everybody's like, all right, we, we stopped him. But then you took it back to the house. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I don't think what most people know is that quarterback, after he threw that to me, he laid a hit on me on the goal line, man. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. He's a big guy. I mean, yeah. he's not built like a, a, a typical quarterback, I don't think. Yeah. But it must have been a, a great play for you. There's always a moment in, in a season where players kind of rise and, and sometimes uh, – 
players elevate, and you work so hard for one of those moments. You don't know if you're going to score a touchdown on defense, but but you got one, and so I'm sure that was fun. Oh yeah, it was the, also the first turnover of the year, which was that's right. Bizarre. It was yeah, that's it was right. A couple games into the season. That's right. Three and a half games before finally, and then it's kind of snowballed since then. You guys have caused a lot more turnovers since then, and you got another interception against Riley the other night. For you, Jay, you you. You were what? Were you the dime back or the nickel back at that point? And, and this Friday? No, uh, against Adams, all the way back the, to Adams. I was the dime back. That's right. That's what I thought. So, so that's obviously, you know, you kind of come in in those situations. And as the season has progressed, though, you've you've earned a lot more time, and you've even seen some time as an outside linebacker. So, what has this year been like for you? One, just with what you've kind of worked your way into, and two, adapting to some different roles out there. Well, I mean, getting to play Friday nights is also fun, but, like, I've been the sixth man for the entire defense, what it feels like the year, but uh, I get to go in basically wherever, wherever week. I get to listen to the coach and be like, be ready for this and this this week, and it's kind of fun because you never know what I, I get myself into. You know, I've been around this game a long time watching high school football and seeing great plays, and there's just something special about the sport from the outside to actually be on the inside and in in my ringtone is the boys of fall with kenny chesney and just that <laughs> that uh i guess the the atmosphere that you guys get to play in and you know you're playing a great saint joe team it's a rematch and we're going to talk you know all about that this week but to be able to play football for mishawaka to be part of this family what does that mean to you to put on the uniform and to look up there in the locker room with so much tradition behind you I mean, it's, it means a whole lot to me. Uh, getting to put those pads on means, like, there has been plenty of guys who've worn the same number as me and have played that same game out there, that grit, that tough defense, run the ball down the throat offense, and it's just fun. Yeah, Ryan, I, when you see the, the, the Twitter account, at 1902, Caveman Football 1902, I mean, that, that shows you how long people have been putting on the pads. I mean, it must be special to be a Mishawaka football player. Oh, yeah, for sure. It really is. And most of our coaches are also returning cavemen, and we get to hear their stories. We get to listen to other stories from uh, Thursday speakers and it's also just great that we get to make our own as cavemen football players. Yeah, we, we want to see a lot of people out there. I mean, this is a game where the fans can make a difference. 7 o'clock Friday night, it's only 6 bucks to get in, but what does that mean for you guys to have the fans there? And, of course, they're going to have their headsets on in the stands <laughs> listening to 96.1 FM and WSBT. But when you get or out at least there, Mr. Faulkner, anyway, <laughs> down in the, doing the chains. Yeah, Mike Faulkner's <laughs> an avid listener during the game. But to see the, the fans out there and to, to hope that Mishawaka of fans come out this Friday night. I mean, that support means a lot to you guys. Oh, for sure. It's it's like a 12th man on the field with us. We always have them at our backs. We always know they got us through the end, and they love these close games, even though they come up to us after. It's a nail-biter. We don't like those, but they like the atmosphere that we give out yeah. on the field, and they give us that extra boost of confidence. Ryan, anything from the first St. Joe game that stands out to you? Um, we just need to put a complete game together I think this Friday and that'll help us through the game and our offense is just going to keep pounding it down and then the defense will just have to step up a little bit this week. How about you Jay? Any, anything that, that that really stands out that you remember from that first St. Joe game? Uh, you know that was my first game actually like starting well not starting but I came in because Nick got injured and that one's really like the highlight because it's like I really didn't have the best game and it was kind of like a warning sign to me like you need to get serious about this real quick do you think you're a different player a lot different now compared to then 
Oh, yeah. I, I take the game a lot more seriously on the field, especially. Every down. I, when I went out in the dime back, when, back way back when, I was complaining about the the five-play drives I want, and then I, now I'm on the 12, <laughs> oh, I'm so tired. 12 to 18 play drives and gasping for air. Well, this is going to be a great team. Absolutely. We're going to be playing uh, Friday night. It came down to a field goal the last game, and, yeah. and we snuck out with a victory. But doing a little research, St. Joe's been to the state three times since 2007. They were in the semi-state in 2015. So you guys know you have a challenge, but together as a family, I'm sure you have some confidence coming in too, saying, you know what, we've been working for a championship all year long. So the last question for me is just, what would it feel like to represent Mishawaka and win a sectional championship on your home field? Oh, man. I mean, the last time I got to experience that was my freshman year, and that I missed that feeling. You kind of strive for it every year, but this year I think we have a chance, great chance at it. Yeah, and, and nothing's a gimme. You know you guys have to go out and play your best game to, to win a championship, and Coach has been talking about that all year, the, the games that matter in October and November, and here we are. We're going to be in November on a Friday night. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Coach Kinder's always told us that every game's a trophy game. Treat it like it and just get down to work. and. If you work hard, it'll be in your favor at the end of the game. Hey, guys, great job so far this season. Good luck Friday night, and we're looking forward to some more. All right, thank you, sir. All right, Ryan Watt, Jay Koseski. Thanks again, guys. Appreciate we appreciate it, guys. it. Thank you. We've got Ross Perry from the uh, defensive side of the ball coming in next, and we've also got uh, coming up in just a little bit Matt Rendell from Mishawaka Network will join us. But we'll talk to Coach Perry coming up next when we continue live from Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill, Cayman Quarter, 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader. Welcome back live once again to Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill along with Mishawaka Athletic Director Dean Hubbard. I'm Sean Styers, and we're glad to be joined right now by Mishawaka Assistant Coach Ross Perry, the coach of the secondary. Thanks for coming in tonight, Coach. Thanks for having me, and uh, once again, thanks for everything you do for Mishawaka Athletics. Oh, I appreciate it. I mean, I was telling you before, I mean, we've had a great time in, in the short time that we've been involved with Mishawaka athletics it's been a lot of fun you were just we were just talking off the air when did you start coaching do you remember what year it was i started coaching junior high football in 1971 and then uh i took some time off in the 80s because my wife was raising our kids and i was raising everybody else's and then <laughs> right. i got back into it with uh reggie glan in 94 and then i got kept going and then uh Got hired by Bart Curtis at Mishawaka. I'm I'm semi-retired, and I got a job at a part-time job at Mishawaka, and then I kind of retired here a few years ago, and then kind of got coaxed back out, and <laughs> I'm still coaching Mishawaka, and Bart left. <laughs> That's true. Like, is there anything? I'm I'm curious. Is there anything, maybe that one of your first bosses, mentors, somebody told you about coaching? Any advice that you got that that kind of sticks with you still today uh yeah chris geesman i coached for chris geesman hall of fame coach from right. Penn high school and he always told me everything is relative no matter what you do and that's always stuck with me and uh i've learned a lot of things from my high school coach bob Otowski, uh you know a few assistant coaches i've uh, coached with and uh i still learn from you know for today from some of the coaches the staff sure. at mishawaka high school great guys to work with and you always learn something from them absolutely but, uh, that one quote from uh, coach geesman always stuck with me 
well, some of the guys who played back in the day with Coach Perry talk about him being one of the best and one of the fastest. I mean, it must have been fun back in those days because I, I've listened to you talk to some of your buddies about the stories, but you guys were playing in the parks and just getting down there and then uh, getting together in the neighborhoods. I mean, you're a Mishawaka guy who, who just enjoyed growing up in the city. Well, back in the day, that's all you had to do. You know, we, we, always, we were playing basketball, we were playing baseball, we were playing softball, we were playing what started out to be touch football and as you go along and you think back of it that's probably where you learn some of your skills is just being out on the playground yeah. just playing yeah yep. you know you had nothing else to do during that time you know back then obviously there was no social media anything like that and so you just played sports and that's what we did all the time you know we're walking through the high school and tom irons who they just named the strength and conditioning the iron strength and conditioning yep. center because of the donations uh mr irons is walking down the hall and all of a sudden i see he and mr perry hugging and it turns out that they're best friends and and you guys were in each other's weddings and, and the whole deal yeah yeah huh. uh, we lived across the street from each other for for years uh, he was my best man i was his best man my son now works for him so uh <laughs> you know we've been friends for oh a long time, well over 50 years. Yeah, it was neat to see that reunion because you could just see the mutual respect. And yeah. then I was kind of listening in to Tom talking about how fast uh, Ross was when he was playing <laughs> back in the day. And with some of the guys, Nicolini and Atolsky, and some of those great names from the Marion days. Ross, what maybe for someone who's been coaching for four decades, I mean, what when you look at the at the high school game in particular, what, what are some of the biggest changes you've seen with the game over the years? Well, obviously you've got, you know, you know the health issue involved now where, you know, way back in the day if you got hit, you know, you got your bell rung, now it's a little bit more serious, and it, and it should be taken more serious. It was, uh, it was a lot rougher back in the day. Yeah. I know I always tell my – I went to a reunion here a couple of years ago and I seen my high school coach there. I said, you know – I said half of the stuff you did back then would have been a felony, and the other stuff, you know, would have been a misdemeanor. But uh, you know, he made a man out of you, and you know, as as well as some of the other coaches in the area. And it, it was uh, it was a little bit tougher back then. The game of football, I know, being around it and coaching it, there must be a love, but there must be something about this sport that that keeps bringing you back, that you appreciate, that you respect that you want to teach this to young men and say, this is why I love the sport. What is it about this game? Well, it's just a passion I had when I played. And uh, I, I guess that's why a lot of guys are coaching because they can't play anymore. And that's, that's one of the main reasons. But the main reason is, is somebody helped you do something. So you want to return that. And, uh, you know, that's why I coach. And I still have a serious passion for the game. At my age, I mean, I'm having more fun right now than a man my age should be allowed to <laughs> coaching these kids. And uh, uh, I have that same passion in January where, you know, cause at Mishawaka, uh, you know, we don't put things down and forget about it when the season's over with. I mean, it's, it's kind of like 24-7, yeah. and you're always trying to, you know, do things, uh, clinics, et cetera. And, uh, you know, today with social media, I mean, you can get online and – you'd be amazed of what you can find and what you can do. And uh, so, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're always keeping ourselves pretty attuned to, uh, you know, what our skills are with our kids and drills, et cetera, et cetera. You guys just switched defenses from last year. 
to this year. I, I'm curious, how many how many different defensive schemes do you think you've coached over the years? Wow, you're going <laughs> back to the days when, I mean, from what this scheme derived from. So I, I, I'd what? say about about. 10 or 15 different schemes. And I just imagine, I mean, when, when you look at what the offenses are now, that's that's almost looking like a different sport on the other side of the field sometimes, isn't it? Well, that's what I meant when I said, uh, you know, the one thing I learned from Coach Giesman is everything is relevant. When I look at some <laughs> of these schemes that we did way back in the day to now, and you sit and you look at them, well, you know what, this is kind of the same thing, only just looks different. And so uh, it, it, football goes in cycles, you know. Yeah. And uh, what goes around comes around, and you, like you know nowadays, you know everybody, you know all these quarterbacks, you know they're in the gun and they're calling. The, actually, it's a single wing, and they did that way, way back in the day. Thinking about the game and, and how you guys scout, it's changed so much through the years. Uh, talk about going to get film on a Saturday morning and picking it up compared to now, you snap your fingers and all of a sudden you, you've got something through the internet and, and you're watching game film. Well, yeah, you used to, uh, the old VHS days, you used to uh, meet somebody someplace and exchange film and then hope that when you got back that the film was working when you got there. So, <laughs> And, uh, you know, most of the time it was, but now it's just a snap of a finger and it's so much easier. It's just, I mean, it's mind-boggling. It's just, uh, and it's much better. Yeah, you are talking about having fun. This has got to be a great group to coach. just seems like they're so unselfish, and, and they bought into what you guys are, are teaching, not just coaching, but teaching. These kids are unbelievable. I mean, from the academic point of, you know, we didn't lose one player. We talked about that you know, last to, week. That's you know, to academics, we, we have had not one off-field issue. I mean, th- this – if you can have a group like this every year, people would coach forever. <laughs> I mean, th- this has been a model group, and uh, I have the utmost respect for them. I really do. Well, it's been a pretty resilient group, too, because, uh, I mean, there, there are a few guys who haven't been able to play for a while due to mm-hmm. injuries, and guys like the one who's just sitting here. Jay Koseski mm-hmm. has seen his role grow as the season's mm-hmm. gone on, and, mm-hmm. and he's filled in pretty well for you. Well, Jay is a perfect example of a program player where you know you came out you know he was there as a sophomore played a lot of jv played mostly all jv as a junior and he was just persistent persistent and here he is and uh right now i don't know what we'd do if we lost him yeah and he's played well for us yeah yeah we talk about the 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 players being unselfish but the coaches you guys seem to have such a close-knit group and coach smith working as a director of operations along with coach kinder but Mm -hmm. uh the group that you had you had a number of guys come back from last year and you never know when you lose a guy like bart curtis a hall of famer guys can start going their own way but you guys wanted Mm -hmm. to stay together well that's true you know uh, you know we were committed to the you know this program and these kids and, uh, you know, we all work in the building there, and, uh, you know, we all love the game of football and uh, really, you know, cared for these kids, and uh, it's, just, it's just a great group, you know, to be around. And you have to be proud of this community, the way they support <laughs> Mishawaka football, the, uh, the way they come out, but it, it's not just a game on a Friday night or entertainment. I mean, mm-hmm. we're getting people in Atlanta and Florida and, and all over the country watching on the Mishawaka Network. But they're coming out to the stadium, too, to cheer mm-hmm. on their kids, and, and they are their kids. They're, they're the community kids. Yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, this community is really rallied around this team, and I'll stop at a store here or there, and 
I'll see somebody that I, I've never seen before, and they'll come up to me and they'll say, hey, keep this thing rolling. You guys are doing a great job. It's going to be tough Friday night. Boy, that St. Joe team is awfully good. They've got a running back who's coming back. And uh, you know that it's going to be a difficult game. And it's a game where our home fans could probably make a difference. But this is a good St. Joe team. It's a very good St. Joe team. And, uh, you know, when you get this point in time in the tournament, they're all good teams. Yeah. So, you know, you expect that. And uh, our kids, I think they're used to it because I've never gone through a football schedule in 40 years where it's been week in and week out. It has. And Trust I'm here me. to tell you. I'm here to tell you. It, it, it has been, it, but it's been fun. Even in, even in a two-hour lightning delay. Well, I don't know about that. But in Chicago. That's right. In Chicago is correct. We had some but. conversations last year about this schedule and trying to adjust some things and change some things, and we just saw a buzzsaw, and it's like, how are these guys going to be able to negotiate this? And as soon as you, you see one game, but we've done it with so many close games, and the kids just keep mm-hmm. coming and, and keep coming and doing what you guys ask. Well, these kids never backed away from anything, and I'll tell you what, I think they relish the fact every Friday night they're going to be playing a, good, you know, a very good football team, yeah. and they did. And uh, it, was, it was fun to watch. It really was. Yeah. And uh, you just knew that they were going to find a way to get this finished. Yeah, you're a running back, a former running back, Chris Harness. How, how amazing was that accomplishment? I mean, uh, to, to break both records, you guys didn't expect him to break a record Friday night. I mean, both of them. I'm glad he did. But, sure. Uh, <laughs> now it's, now it's out of the he, way, he, right? He is just he is just fun to watch. You know, watching that kid all year long work, work as hard as he did in the weight room and as committed as he was in the spring and track. Uh, Along with his offensive line, I'm I'm just so happy for him because he he is he is a joy to watch. Yeah, Coach Kinder talked about that offensive line, how hard they were yep. early in the absolutely. season, very absolutely. early in the season. Hey, Coach, we appreciate you coming in tonight. It's uh, you know, like I said, we've had a blast, and we're looking forward to some more fun this Friday night. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me again. All right, yeah, no problem. It. Ross Perry from the Mishawaka football team will take a timeout when we come back. We've got Matt Rendell ready to come right in he's not even toting a burrito with him right now we'll talk to matt rendell from the mishawaka network speaking of youtube and video and all that good stuff he's coming in next caveman corner 96.1 wsbt the sports leader back live at monterey mexican bar and grill along with mishawaka athletic director dean hubbard i'm sean steyers caveman corner 96.1 wsbt as usual you've got a notepad full of business to get in here yeah we want to thank everybody who came out to the iron strength and conditioning center open house on saturday that was a great event people came out to the trunk or treat on saturday night and that was great uh sponsoring for special olympics so made over six hundred dollars and also casey and faith quintana uh casey finished 73rd at state and faith 103 out of 208 so they did great down there casey will be back next year he could he could be in the top 30 next year all right awesome well our next guest tonight is Matt Rendell from the Mishawaka Network. If, if you watch anything online these last couple of years that is Mishawaka content, then Matt Rendell has uh, probably had a hand in it, or, or should I say has absolutely had a hand in it. <laughs> yeah, we've been able to um, uh, you know, get new equipment, do a lot of stuff, but I, I've been working it. I mean, I've seen a lot of you recently in the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah, so. whether you like it or not, right? <laughs> so... Give, give me an, give me an idea when I talk about it because like right now you're not just doing the varsity games you're doing a lot of others so 
go like Monday through Friday. What might a typical week look like as far as the content that you're putting up online? Yeah, so I've been able to move over to the high school, work with Dean and Meg Sauer over at the high school to teach a radio and television class. So we're um, doing a lot of stuff. We obviously are live, live broadcasting. We did every single home volleyball game. We did every single uh, home football game and a couple road ones. But we're also broadcasting live every school board meeting. And we're uh, recording content from a lot of things. So this week we have eight different videos we're going to put out. Uh, from the trunk or treat and the Tom Irons that Dean was just talking about uh, to we're going to have a theater promo for the play that's coming up here in November. Uh, so we've got a lot of different things going on, um, but it's all being recorded and put together by our students. And that's kind of what I was going to get to next is it's not just you. You're, you're the one who is uh, teaching the program, but it's a group of students who, who is doing a, a vast majority of the, of the day-to-day kind of work out there. Yeah, and we're building up in the press box, and they put a scrolling thing of scores. Like, there was a lot of cool stuff rotating, and so they're learning a new thing. Right. So kids were on the field with cameras. They're going to be up in the press box running stuff, and kids who are up there are going to run some cameras, and they're, they're doing research. They're sending me videos of, hey, look what this game, you know, I watched this football game, and here's some things they did. And so, um, but then on top of that, we're heading towards basketball season, which is huge for us. We're broadcasting every home basketball game. We're doing wrestling, which will be fun. Yeah. Um, with, you know, Mishawaka Penn Wrestling being at home, we get to do that. Um, and and I'm not going to be there for all of them because <laughs> I'm running some meets and doing other stuff. And But I know that they can do it because last week I sat up there and I didn't do anything. <laughs> they ran everything. That's got to be a great Absolutely. feeling, though, too, that you're, that you're at the point where you can do that. Yeah, for sure. And that the kids can take over like that. Sean, to let you know where this program started, uh, last August, it was Matt and I sitting in a room saying, we don't have any students doing this. We're just trying to move forward. How can we do this? And now a year later, some students have gotten invested. He's got a class. And we went to the school board and said, if this video board becomes a reality, we can have students learning. And now we have other schools within a year coming to us and saying, how are you guys doing this? This video board is great and the content that you're running. And, and Matt's able to say, well, we're teaching students how to do it. And, and they're the ones getting on and, and not being self-taught because uh, Matt's teaching a lot of things, but they are making some mistakes and they're learning as they go. Yeah, and it's just fun to be able to see students who aren't, aren't engaged in you know the school community through sports or through athletics or through academics or academic teams and to have a place for them you know like to say hey come on out you can be a part of this you don't have to know anything we can learn that together and don't think they're not watching you guys on 96.1 and saying <laughs> hey these are how the professionals do it when whme comes in for the game of the week they're watching that now they're watching on tv saying hey did you see this angle or did you see what this reporter did and it's fun to see those ideas popping yeah, and we're excited to see WHME come out because it, we're talking about, okay, how do they put up their cameras and right. how do they run these things and how, how do they do this other stuff. But the unique thing we have the ability to do with the equipment, the school board's been really supportive and the MEF gave us, uh, we're able to put out a, a live broadcast that's really good. You know, they have multiple camera angles and they're updating stuff and they're asking questions and they're communicating on headsets and they're doing like professional, I mean, it's a professional broadcast. No, I mean, I've, I've been involved in in trying to put together online video broadcasts before and you know this is this has been probably eight ten years ago and i mean we're talking about single camera and there's not a whole lot of movement and i, and I mean just where 
where everything has come really in the last decade or so with with online it's just really taken off and, and opportunities like this and it's been such a great team effort a guy like eric johnson who's technically technologically savvy comes in and helps out Matt and these guys are looking for more students they want the community to know that hey if you're a student interested come down to room 34 and talk to Mr. Rendell and they want to get kids more involved but they're not only putting on a broadcast they're doing the video board simultaneously so they've got guys doing the video board they're doing a broadcast that goes out there's a lot of balls in the air when one on Friday nights for sure are there prerequisites for the kids to get into this program or is it pretty much just if you want to then you, you know, kind of go through when you when you are well, doing your registration. Yeah, in that. so there's a, right now there's not there's there's going to be a pathway. So the school's looking to make kind of a radio and television pathway where I'll be teaching multiple classes next year. Of, and and but uh, even if you don't want or don't have time to take the class, uh, we want to get you involved. So we're going to start so, recording, you know, MHS TV, which is our TV news sure. in the morning, so they can come in in the morning. They can be a part of that. You know, we put it together they can take the classes next year even next semester i have room to have kids take the class i already got kids coming up hey how do i get involved well that's easy i can get you there and he's already got a minor league's already built the tcu innovation lab they're doing morning announcements they're using cameras and you were at john young last year that's exciting for you yeah and at the t at john young that lab with the the tv studio there i mean it's all state-of-the-art it's brand new but they're using some of the same equipment we have the tricasters and the cameras and other stuff and so those kids are coming up from eight grade and now we can do even more stuff they already know how to use the stuff now we're now we're working you know really well people want to call it the mishawaka sports network but they do graduation the announcements <laughs> are awesome and just a week ago they did cpr training and they ran the video board for yeah. that it was really cool to see i think didn't you guys have some of that video up during the game the yeah, other night one of the kids took took the footage and made a 30 second 40 second video that was really quality you know really good stuff and we're able to put that stuff out both on video board online and that stuff's coming out for and them. you're seeing the commercials up there but we also have a student bruce quick who's out selling commercials as well <laughs> that's so so that's it's putting the whole piece very of valuable skill yeah, right really there. <laughs> As you know, that's absolutely right. We might be calling him in four years or so. <laughs> you may want to call him before that. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's right. What I mean, it, it's again to me, it's just amazing because when I was in high school, we had a yearbook and we had a school newspaper, and that was it. I, mean, I did, I did the know. announcements for softball. Now batting Marv Yoder. <laughs> yeah, that was it. And I, you know, again, so just like where. Where it's gone and to, and to have opportunities like this, I, I just think is is a really great yeah, thing for these kids. If you're kids. interested in communications, I mean, yeah. Mishawaka is a place to be right now, middle school on the way up. I mean, you talk about real-life opportunities. Well, and this, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, this is really, when we're, when we're talking about broadcasting and video and, and all this stuff, I mean, it, it's one of the few programs like this in the entire area right now yeah i i was on the phone with the head of the IH, ihsa tv last week and he was surprised about how much support the community the schools because he says a lot of these programs aren't getting that and we just got approved to get a brand new tv studio you know so they're going to come in get us brand new equipment down there too so we can do even more well one of our opponents they had a video board and they were talking to mr rendell and they said uh, yeah, we have 120 students. We'd like to come to Mishawaka and learn how you guys are teaching that and what you're doing. 
and we're, we're looking at each other like we've been doing it for a year. But <laughs> and they've got 120. <laughs> but the word is spreading around the state that Mishawaka Network is is something special, and and that's great to hear. But you know we're learning as we go. Yeah. But uh, you've got a leader here who's dedicated, and last year he put a lot of volunteer hours in to set this up, and the kids fed off that, and they saw it, and and we love his dedication. I mean, when we had the opportunity to have have Matt in the school. Uh, jumped at it and thank goodness he stayed with us well, i was gonna say a year ago you were teaching in the middle school right yeah what? teaching math, math. and yeah. so two years ago were you also teaching yeah. math in the middle school yeah. and then just all of a sudden it went from math teacher to math teacher plus and now you're in the high school teaching a whole curriculum in this stuff that's got to be pretty exciting and it's cool you know i went to mishawaka you know i grew up here my grandparents grew up here you know like this is you know didn't you tell me you were like grew up in one of those blocks right by oh, the yeah, stadium right and Gernhardt. the whole thing you know we we lived on gernhart we moved over to miami club like it was <laughs> you know this mishawaka's in my blood per se you know right. it's like one of those things but my brother and i and a couple of our friends started broadcasting when we were in high school at mishawaka we were doing sports stuff because we had a couple of our friends were tech you know they knew all the tech stuff my brother and i knew the sports so we put it together and we you know it was a passion you know we enjoyed it so now i get to do it every day and it's fun you know we have a good time hey matt we appreciate you coming in and appreciate all your hard work and you know it's i, I know there's there's a lot, but it's a lot of good content. And, again, it's obviously great opportunities. Shawaka, there you go. I think you said it all right there. For Jerry Janowski, Matt Candler, who uh, is uh, out here helping us on site again. And for Dean Huppert, I'm Sean Styers. We'll talk to you Friday night when Mishawaka hosts South Bend St. Joseph. And, of course, we'll be back here next week. Monterey Mexican Bar, T, the sports leader. everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today.